jump on and with politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, our uh, fourth and uh, final performance of this week. Thank you very much for uh, joining us here live in the one uh, thirty Eastern hour. And uh, later on, of course, if you uh, catch us any other way, if yeah, just well, any other way, thank wherever you. podcasts are served, including Spotify and iHeartRadio, radio.com, everywhere. Right. Right. Hey, I, I don't want to hijack things right off the top, which means I want to hijack things right off the top. But you haven't sure. talked about this all week. Yeah. You got to tell me about this GameStop stuff, because this seems to have turned Wall Street upside down. They don't know what to do with this whole situation. Can we can we uh, can we hold on for a few minutes on that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, I, you know, uh, things are happening really fast right now in, in sure. so many areas, and and I think you and I uh, are are in the transition phase of uh, Trump derangement syndrome withdrawal, and and we had it. We have to. Oh, you know, I'm, oh. By the way, I'm proud that I had it. I'm not embarrassed. Uh, I, I don't consider if someone who thinks that uh, uh, we've been against Trump and, and we hate his guts and we think he's full of shit and he's a liar and he should be, that, that, that if they say we have Trump derangements, that that's a bad thing, okay? All in. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Happy to have the disease. But, uh, you know, we are uh, trying to move on, and a lot of things are happening in uh, Washington. And, yes, we're going to have an impeachment trial, and, yes, Donald Trump needs to be held accountable at some level, not through a censure. Oh, bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. That's not good enough. We know that. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Joe Biden has done his best, I think, very quickly to reverse a lot of the horrible things that he can through executive orders. Or as the New York Times would say, Joe, could you cool it on the executive orders? So here we go. Why are we wringing our hands over yeah, this? Well, there's a little bit of wringing, but anyway. Why are we uh, doing that? Right. But today, a piece of news happened, and it isn't necessarily Washington news, that really is a remarkable thing. It's General Motors saying yeah. that they're going to stop making gasoline and diesel-powered cars and SUVs by 2035. They're going all electric. Now, with the the pickup trucks and things like that, they they say, well, we can have them down to zero emissions by then. Uh, But the cars and uh, the the, uh, SUVs, and, you know, of course, they don't sell as many passenger cars as they used to. Right. but, But SUVs, they ain't going away. So it's kind of a big deal. I think that's a real line in the uh, sand that they drew. And I I wanted to make sure that uh, we understand when there are things called derangement syndromes. Oh, yeah. Um, Right-wingers and climate deniers and Newt fucking Gingrich and people like that for 25 years have been up Al Gore's ass, making fun of him. Oh, he's such a jerk. Oh, what a what a what a green wussy! What a, and 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 here's the story. This was April twenty two, two thousand. April twenty two, two thousand. Two thousand. And he's standing in the uh, uh, middle of automobile country. That would be Michigan. Yeah, right there. It's it's Earth Day. It's the thirtieth anniversary of Earth Day, and Al Gore says the internal combustion engine could be eliminated by 2017. All right. So we're three years past that. and obviously hasn't been eliminated, but it, it was about the, the aspirational aspects of it and the direction of the country and the world and trying to address what uh, we've all seen and experienced for, for several decades, which is the weather changing and getting worse and fires getting worse and hurricanes, you know, all, all those kind of things. And he wrote that originally eight years before in his book called Earth in the Balance, in 1992, and to this day, Al Gore is a punchline, a punchline for for idiots. I think because he has been, I think he he's been proven right. He's absolutely well, they, been proven right. They whine and talk about his private jet and how much carbon is put in the air when he would go places on his private jet. Right, and he was right. so worried. His Oscar, he got his Oscar, you know, all that other stuff that they mock him about. And you're right. It turned out he was 121 years ago. 
21 years ago. That's the prescience that this man had yeah. uh, to, to do that. And you're right. The General Motors announcement is it's a game changer. It's something that I didn't know I was going to see in my lifetime. I certainly hope to be alive in 2035. And, and of course, I, I only bring this up because it, it affects me. <laughs> How's this? Well, you, you, you know, I, we have two really old cars. I mean, one is a 2009 model. And uh-huh. the other is a 2006 model. So right. th- th- it, they're not going to run forever. E- even right. I. No, they're not going to run forever. So I guess I'm thinking the next car should not be a gasoline-powered car. Why not? What What would be wrong with that? It's not that they work. They're pretty good. They're getting better all the time. Why would I not? Well, at the, yeah, at the very yeah. least, a hybrid, uh, the, and the hybrids are minimum. somewhat, you know, they're they're yeah. a lot less expensive than they used to be in terms yeah, of that's minimum. That's uh, minimum. You know, I, I have, well go I've, had a, I've had a hybrid now for almost eight years. Do you, yeah. do you know how many how many miles I have on my hybrid vehicle? You have about twenty thousand, right? Isn't that right? Twenty thousand. That's 20, exactly right. <laughs> I have nearly two hundred and seventy thousand miles on that car. Yeah. Two hundred and seventy. I've gone. This is either my third or my fourth set of tires on that car. And I'm not saying I'm better than you because I've kept some, a lot of carbon out of the atmosphere, but I'm better than you. I'm much well, better no, than, than Al Gore. No, no. D- don't say so, you're better than me because, of course, you're not better than me. That's uh, oh, yeah. Reason. You shouldn't say you're better than me because, remember, I am better. That's the reason. <laughs> That's the, the entire – I'm not saying I'm better than you, but I'm better than you. I mean, I, I'm well, not my, really – My dog's bigger than your dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a game-changing thing, and, and uh, I'm sure in the marketplace now, – now, the stock must be getting killed on this announcement because Wall Street must hate this sort of activism, wrong. right? Was, you, oh, you, oh, you, could, you could not be more wrong. General Motors stock, which has kind of been moribund, been just flat for, for many, many years, a, a couple of weeks ago – just took off wow. like a rocket, and well, you know they've been they've been talking to other companies, um, uh, battery companies, and, and 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 things like that. And uh, the answer is, Wall Street noticed, and Wall Street liked it, and Wall Street doesn't look back at 1934, <laughs> and and they don't say, well, if we could just uh, have the the uh, auto fleet look like it did. In the middle of the depression, everything would be good again. Let's make America great again. Let's make the auto fleet look shitty again. No, yeah. they, they they know that they, they understand. So, and if it's working, you're getting this sort of reaction from General Motors, then the others are going to fall suit. Su- oh, well, follow. Yeah. That's right. what's going to happen. I, I, well, I think they're all they're all doing it in some yeah. form. But but this yeah. is just this is just a big deal. The again uh, again, we don't want to always refer everything back to Trump, but. Joe Biden has only been president for what eight days. But yeah. Here comes here comes the GM announcement. Um, uh, after he is uh, officially the uh, the president, and if that same announcement had been made while Trump was president, would there have been a tweet, and not a very complimentary tweet? Yeah, when- I just. I feel like there's going to be some sort of backlash among the the asshole conservatives in this country that there's going to be try to be some sort of congressional something to protect the all important oil industry in well, places like Oklahoma, Arizona, and Texas. And they're going to like ten percent of the vehicles that you make have to be gas. I mean, something they wouldn't interfere in the private sector in that way, but then again, they've tried to, even though they say that they're the party of you know free trade and all this other horse shit, and they don't like to get involved with stuff like that. There, there has to be some sort of way to strike back. And the Jim Jordans of the world and the, the Josh Hawleys of the world and the Tom you, Cottons of the world, right? You, you don't have to, to suppose. But, <laughs> but let, let, let me give you the reality. Oh, oh sorry. In other words, you, you, you were, you were uh, flying your helicopter right overhead. Yeah. You didn't quite land it, but here it is. Headline, Mitch McConnell. Biden unleashed a tsunami of pink slips with new energy restrictions you know uh, they're not going to allow new uh, oil and gas drilling leases on federal lands and so mitch mcconnell said well that, not, well, that kind of democrats hate jobs democrats hate oil yeah. democrats hate texas because yeah. we remember texas is an important state for for the election so he's playing the standard tune 
that Republicans do circle the wagons around oil and gas companies. And if you want to play the stock market game with oil companies and look at look at Exxon, Exxon is so far down. All the major oil companies are so far down into the toilet. They are nearly uninvestable. And they have been. Price of oil is up a little bit in the last few months. Stocks are up a little bit off the bottom. But they are so far because it's yesterday's technology. Right. And a lot of those companies are trying to diversify to get into windmills and solar and stuff like that. But you can't do that. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be Exxon is not going to be the. uh, no. Solar panel Exxon company. It's it's, no. it's not going to happen. And if the so, Texas economy is based on dead dinosaurs going forward, then they're going to die. All these people who moved from California to Texas are going to suddenly go, why did we do this? Well, I don't think not, that's what's happening. But see, the, all the people who moved to Texas, they're not all working in the oil industry. They're not no, moving they're not. there to work. In the, they're they're not. The, Texas <laughs> is diversifying its economy. They're going to be just fine. Yeah, and, there's, and, yeah. and, and they're, they're still going to be oil and gas for, for years. But uh, I, I wanted to reference that story and fact check it because I know, we know, we talk about this all the time. There's nothing that Mitch McConnell won't exaggerate and lie about. Yeah, And that goes from uh, whether he's going to uh, actually consider the evidence and maybe vote to convict Donald Trump or not. You know, the, the lie, that's a lie. The prove it, by the way, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd, I'd love, love to be proven that, that he would look at that and, and uh, have a come-to-Jesus moment, and his wonderful wife, who used to be in the administration as the transportation yeah. secretary. And when did she quit? I forgot. When did she quit? I think two weeks before. The- I believe it was January the 7th. I believe she quit right after she saw the insurrection, that he, the, the violent attack that Donald Trump inspired on the Capitol. Right. I right. believe it's when she decided, peace out. Right. Um, so here, here's what I did. I, I went and I looked up whether uh, Mitch McConnell might have any any legitimacy to, to what he was uh, talking about. And, of course, it took me three seconds to find that uh, Mitch McConnell was, uh, how should we say it, lying and exaggerating about <laughs> the effect on jobs in the oil industry by what Joe Biden is doing. Because these companies that are in this business – they have leases and commitments going out about 20 years. Okay. In other words, <laughs> in other words, nothing will change. Right. Nothing is going to change. That's right. Certainly in the short term. That's right. Um, and with the General Motors announcement, and that isn't even 20 years out, 2035, my goodness, mm-hmm. uh, we'll still be pulling shit out of the ground. Don't worry. We'll still be polluting the air. And uh, uh, that's just I just think it's a, an important marker to note. Oh, by the way, while I was looking that up, the, the first thing that, that came up there. And of course, this is just they talk about bending over backwards to try to justify your point. They wanted you to know, because I was looking up what Al Gore had said. And they wanted you to know that, remember, the internal combustion engine in the last hundred years, comparatively speaking, has made the world so much cleaner Uh than it otherwise would have been. Listen to the explanation. In the year 1900, about 200,000 horses were shitting in the streets of New York every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, thank you, Henry Ford. Right, so when the the car came along and there were no longer uh, uh, horses in New York, New York got a lot cleaner. Now... uh, I think there's something kind of in between that, just a little bit, because it wasn't a choice of, well, would you rather step in horse shit <laughs> and, and, and have to uh, smell the, the, the methane fumes when they burn it out in the uh, in the meadow there, or we're going to have internal combustion engines burning oil and gas for, for 100 years and, and, and doing what it's done to the, uh, to the air. It, it, it wasn't an either-or situation, but I found it amusing that that was the first piece that came up. Yeah. In, in the in the series, a a, a a whataboutism defense of the internal combustion engine as we move into uh, clearly the the uh, electric vehicle so, era. A uh, hundred years ago matters, but two hundred years ago, when the British like invaded the capital, and it just happened a few weeks ago, I don't that that just I, it's interesting. 
So strange. <laughs> uh, this is the story in media, and there is a follow-up. Who would have thought that GameStop would be the company to finally bring unity to a divided nation, Brad? Senator Ted Cruz and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. you know her as AOC, in addition to several other politicians from both sides of the aisle, have vocalized their condemnation of the stock trading app Robinhood and that decision to block lay investors from purchasing GameStop stock. Robinhood's suspension of trading came after a shock boom and a quick fall of GameStop uh, stock prices and spearheaded by Reddit users on a message board. We'll get into some of the detail of that later. AOC was told about Ted Cruz and his support of her, and she goes, miss me with that, as the kids say. You almost had me murdered. That is what she said to Ted Cruz. Thank you for the support on this and got together. But remember that time you almost had me killed? Thanks, but no thanks. What happened was that there was uh, some people on the, the, the famous Reddit website, which is called, called itself the front page of the Internet, who decided that there were some people who were shorting the GameStop stock, which means they were betting on it to go way down because the business practices and none of the information coming in about that company are positive. And they said, we like GameStop. Hey, everybody, let's get together and buy a shit ton of this stock. And they did. And it went way up. And I know that Jim Cramer had a statement earlier this week going, this this ain't right. The the basic fundamentals of the stock market are being subverted. You have meddled with the primordial nature of the universe. And so things have kind of evened out now and this activism kind of stuff. You, you've seen it go on all week long. This is like a big controversy on, on Wall Street and people are just scratching their heads over how this could happen. Brad, what do you, what do you think of this GameStop story? Um. Well, again, let's go back to what we said initially. Of course, I blame Trump for this. How do you do that? No, I, I, I consider this series of moves, uh-huh. these series of moves by these, these folks out there, uh, many of whom are young, strapping bucks with a lot of time on their hands. They may not have regular jobs right now, but they have some money. They may have gotten those checks several months ago from, you know, they've got a little money to throw around. And um, the populist, fuck the man, the man is screwing me, I can't get an even break attitude that was, of course, twisted and perverted by Donald Trump and convinced people, our fellow citizens, to vote for him for president. Uh I think that mindset is is present with a lot of these guys who uh, they don't work for big Wall Street firms. Although, to be fair, believe me, there are some Wall Street people, big money people that got in on this. Also, it's just it wasn't just boys in mom's basement doing this at the end because once the momentum started, you know, other people were were jumping in. But I think this is just the financial equivalent of storming the Capitol. Uh, this is the financial equivalent. And uh, you, you want to talk about occupying Wall Street? These guys really occupied Wall this Street. This is the real Occupy Wall for Street. A, for a couple of days. And when you occupy Wall Street in this way, you get a lot of people's attention who normally don't pay attention or make comments about this aspect of uh, Americana, including Ted Cruz and Alexandria ocasio Cortez. And I would say the fact that both of them had their ears raised and had to chime in on this tells me they're both probably full of shit and don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, but one of them is clearly one of them is clearly way more full of shit than the other. I understand. But he might. But on this subject, he might know more of the details because you know, he's Ted Cruz, and, you know, he went to Harvard. Uh, well, but also, do you think Ted Cruz really understands what Reddit is? I think AOC I, probably I, has I a think, better understanding of that. Well, it isn't. It is not a question of knowing about Reddit. That's oh, I think it is. Because um, no, I don't they, think I, I think it is because I don't think Wall Street knew what the fuck Reddit was until about Monday morning. I don't think they had any clue as to how how 
uh, impactful that particular platform could be. But now I think they've been they've been given a pretty good graduate level course and exactly what can happen on Reddit. But it wasn't the platform that did this. Well, Reddit didn't move the say say what you will. I mean, people were able to. They they were just. It's it's like saying Twitter Twitter hates that movie. People on Twitter hate. If if Twitter was able to make a movie make three dollars at the box office and kill a movie, then yes, Twitter would matter. This was all about Reddit. I'm sorry, but yes, the platform does matter. This didn't happen on Twitter. This didn't happen on TikTok. This didn't happen on any other platform. This is this is a a part of the community and the ability for this to come together happened on that particular platform. And yeah, that it, it does matter, Brad, because that, that Wall Street is not catching up with what is this Reddit thing. But I, I, my my only point there, it could have happened on, on another platform on another. But thing. it didn't. <laughs> Okay, but, but hang on, just hang on. It's 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 not that it was that. It's that it happened because you you know you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're sounding like the Republicans. It isn't what we did wrong. It's that you found out about it. Okay, no, it's that's not that's not at all. Yes, it was. I got you. There's, there's, just give it up. Give it. There's up. a no. There's a specific demographic that goes to Reddit to do stuff. See, this is this is exactly. I mean, we're kind of talking past each other. And yes, it does matter. And there are a lot of people that are like, I don't even know what this Reddit thing is. And now. They're quite familiar with the kind of people in the Democrat and, and AOC is much more lined up to understand what these people do. And now Wall Street's like, I don't know how we restrict this. I don't know what we do with this. And I don't know how we fuck with it. And you're right. Uh, like Bob and Hood and some of these apps. Let me, let me just give you the idea because for people who don't know, at the beginning of the week, the stock start, starts out about $42.96. And these stories are coming out about all these big hedge funds. and They're shorting the shit out of it because the fundamentals of the business are dying. So then they start the campaign. On the 25th, it goes up to well over 100. It's at 129. Uh, It spikes earlier on the day that we're speaking in early trading to well over $400. And then it fell to a low of about 153. And it's still up above 200, even as we speak. And nobody really understands why, except as you say, there are a bunch of, I don't know, modern day hippies who have decided, hey, let's save this thing. And they don't know how to deal with it. I think it was up into about five fifteen, and now it's it's and, it down. and then it was down to about one twelve. So it had <laughs> there's, there's there's never Ted, been you a, know Ted Cruz can preach the free market all he wishes, but he's come he's he's really super full of shit. She's she's a teeny bit full of shit <laughs> as far as this, whole, but they don't know what to do. This is the this is the beef I believe that they're expressing. By by pulling this off, um, the big guys used to think that they only were the ones that had the inside information. They were the only ones that were smart enough to say that this company's going into the toilet and and buy puts and and and, and buy uh, 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 short or short the stock so that if if it goes down they make more money. They were the only ones smart enough to do. That. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if they ever turned out to be wrong, don't worry, the government will bail them out. And if it's 2007 or 2008 and uh, big banks and insurance companies and bad government policy cause everything to go into the toilet, don't worry, we'll bail you out. Because when you, so, when you short a stock, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, there's an, it's, theoretically there's an unlimited amount of money you could lose when you short a stock, Correct. There's no, there's there's theoretically it's right. It's like betting on the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's an unlimited (laughs) amount of money. It it can just be a bottomless pit of cash that you doesn't. And so stop betting on the the Jaguars. But but anyway, so the the my my thought is that because of the attitude of Trump that has pervaded this country, these guys thought. And they're, they might not even be Trumpers. They, they, they might have not have voted for Donald Trump or even thought about but some of them may have. But this idea that they're getting theirs, why aren't you getting yours? Why can't I have mine? That's interesting. And uh, whether what they were doing or are doing right now is legal or not, it's probably right on the borderline. Um, because if you publicly go on message boards like what what is this reddit i've never heard of it yeah yeah anyway um uh and and say and and what other person in the last few years would say what he was going to do and then go do it and dare you to stop them 
it's Trump, right? Oh, that's interesting. Right. So so these guys did that. So are, are they colluding? And is colluding between private citizens who are public about what they're doing to say, hey, I bought GameStop or or Bed Bath and Beyond. There's about there's there's a bunch of other stocks that are doing American Airlines, I think, today had the same thing happened. I'm buying it. You should buy it too. Is that illegal? It's probably not illegal. Um, but on Wednesday, it really got everybody rattled. I have to tell you, I was very nervous. I was very nervous on Wednesday that this might be the trigger point for everything to come crashing down, that the, the, the system was in some kind of jeopardy. Um, and I didn't know why for sure, why I thought that, but I thought, you know why? Because we just had a four-year period where we know a guy could have started a nuclear war with a tweet. And since he could have started a nuclear war with a tweet, why couldn't a bunch of people doing what these folks were doing cause the mother of all financial crashes? Why couldn't that happen? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, I think it could. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, again, we're not out of the woods yet. This isn't no. a, oh, let's put it aside. Let's pretend it didn't happen. Uh, let's buy the dip. Let's let's back to business as usual. It it doesn't work that way. This is not the last we're going to see of these kinds of things. But uh, very quickly, the, uh, the 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 big money interests and the federal government are saying, well, well let, let's take a look at this because it is their responsibility to make sure that it all doesn't come crashing down on top of everyone. Because um, AOC, I love you like you but if stock values plummeted 60 percent tomorrow in a massive crash that would not create one job that would not put one person back to work it wouldn't uh, uh, get the schools back it wouldn't help anybody so it isn't in uh, everyone's interest to see that happen and and by the way even though I think 80% of the stock is is held by the top 10% of people and all that, it still is ingrained in the overall economy. It's not ingrained in the everyday real economy of, of what's happening, and I think that feeds into this too. Income inequality is so outrageous right now, and it's getting worse yeah. and getting worse for 40, 50 years. I think peak income equality was 1976. Jesus. That's when it was... The, the, the distortion between the, the highest income people and the lowest was closer than it ever was before that. So yeah. think about 1976. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 of course, that was the year that Carter was elected, and he decided right then he was going to fuck things up, and we haven't looked back since. No, it wasn't it's, Jimmy Carter. It was not his idea. Well, it's, it's, it is interesting because for a long time after World War II, we kind of had this thing going on where – the very rich in the country went up and the middle class kind of went up and that happened for about 30 years. And then as you say, boom, after that, we decided "Eh, it's, it's way better for rich people to get richer and for poor people to get poorer. Somehow that was decided. And, and, and uh, you know, your, your numbers are perfect because world war two ends in 45 and uh, add 30 to 45. I'd have to get out a calculator for that, but I think that's 75. (laughs) That's That's about right. That's only one less than than, than seventy six. That's uh, right. You know, nineteen seventy six. That's it. And um, after that, things started to change. And uh, it was in nineteen eighty. I believe it was nineteen eighty that the uh, then esteemed Nobel Prize winning economist Milton Friedman, who was yeah. as bald as I was, um, I believe he was the one that made the statement that companies exist for the shareholders. Yeah. Up until then, it was thought that companies exist for not only shareholders, but for the employees and for the good of society. For everybody. And you had, and of course, there were rapacious corporations and, 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 and piggish executives. You know, there's always been that. But it wasn't until 1980 when Friedman said that it, it's almost like a light went on mm. in corporate America. 
Well, you didn't. And, and they decided then, you know, that remember, that's the beginning of the end of the unionization movement in the country. The, the, no, the, the deterioration of unions, yes, over the, has certainly played a part in this over the past 45 years. That's correct. That, that's a fulfillment of, of yeah. what Friedman said. It is. And it's also just the GOP in general selling the bullshit that is supply side economics to America, uh, being able to package it nicely and say, as long as we take care of the rich people, then you don't understand if we cut their taxes time. And the only way to grow an economy is to cut taxes on really rich people. That's essentially what they've been saying and been selling to America. And a lot of people have been like, well, that sounds right. Let's go with that. Well, see. I think it goes beyond that. Remember, cutting taxes is the answer to every everything, every problem. If Kim Kardashian has another extra four million dollars in her pocket, she's just going to hire a shit ton of people. Don't you understand that? Right. Right. Which is it's funny because that fairly exaggerated example which, of course, is 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 accurate. You know, uh, the, the the marginal increase hmm. in income that that the uh, total upper end gets through lower tax rates. They don't spend that. No. They don't create jobs with it. They, no, they, don't. They, they they might throw it in the markets. They you know, they might just save it. Who knows? But right now, the big argument in Washington is how much excess money is going to be sent out across the country this time around to people who don't need it. And the answer and the criticism, especially from Republicans, although a lot of Democrats agree with this too, that if you send money to people who make more than $100,000, who are not really hurting, guess what? They won't spend it. They won't hire anybody. They won't do with it what you really want to do, which is go out and consume with it. So what you just said about the tax rate and what is going on right now with uh, essentially lowering the tax rate for people down on the lower end more than it does for people on the upper end. If you make 500 grand a year and uh, they they send you uh, $2,000, you know, it's it's just nothing. And percentage wise, it, it's not much of a, a, a tax rebate either. But if you make twenty four thousand dollars and you get two thousand dollars, well, shit, that's about eight percent. That's about deal. an eight uh, percent uh, uh, increase right off yeah. the top there. It is a big deal. So um, the, these are kind of ironclad rules that never change over time. It's just the politicians who lie about them. Um, uh, take on different personas over the years. This is how effective they've been with this horse shit for many, many years. In this package, Joe Biden is talking about raising, and the Democrats are talking about raising the minimum wage to to 15 bucks. And you've got people that make 30 and 35 grand who say that this will be the end of humanity. If there are people right now who are making 10 bucks an hour who go up to 15, businesses will close, Dogs and cats well, living together. Volcanoes yeah. will erupt. There'll be no more Walmart. Your Big Mac will cost you $75, Brad. And the, these are the horseshit arguments that they make. Well, it isn't just theoretical arguments that they make in this area that are wrong, like you just said. It's There have already been a ton of real-life examples of what happens. And the way they do it, is with border states, where on one side of the border, the uh, minimum wage goes up to $15 an hour, and then on the other side of the border, um, the minimum wage is still you know eight seventy five. Well, what's going to happen? All those businesses that were over on the 15 an hour side, they're going to close and move over there. They're going to go out of business. They're going to fire people, and, and it never happens. It, ju- it just it never happens. Happen that no. way. It gets proven over and over and over again. And uh, if you get a uniform fifteen dollar an hour wage, then it, it definitely wouldn't happen. It didn't didn't happen when you had the opportunity. Um, it, it it just doesn't work that way. Now, is it perfect? Does no one? Here we go. And and, and this is the kind of the Fox News argument. They will find one person. One person in Seattle who was a waiter who got fired because the high-end restaurant, the high-end restaurant, which used to employ 13 waiters, had to go down to 12 because of the – and they 
extrapolate that to to everybody everywhere all the time and they they run with that right that's what they do that's that's well, how they, they argue these points fox people, news is, by the way it doesn't matter that the other uh, 13 people are much better off with a no. higher wage or, or however they Fox do. News loves the anecdote. They are all about the anecdotal. They find the one thing and then it's like, oh, they have the one person, the kid got thrown out of school for having Jesus tattooed permanently or, you know, temporarily on their oh, face. Right. And just into the I, world. Uh, I uh, I was watching them at about noon today. Yeah. And I, I do this because I like to do you favors. and, and, and you know, I appreciate that. Don't think I don't. And and uh, it was a, a, a full central casting story like you're just describing. And, and here it is. And I, I missed the first minute of it. So I don't think I, I missed anything about the, the gist of the story. It's it's a terrible, tragic story. A uh, kid who was uh, 18 in Illinois committed suicide. Right. And his mother is on one side of the screen. And uh, this lawyer from this uh, libertarian right wing lawyer training group is on the other side. And in the middle is uh, the Fox anchor at Harris Faulkner. And she's she's in tears. She's in tears as she listens to the story of this mother who lost her son to suicide because he was so depressed because he's been locked down by the governor of Illinois, yeah. a Democratic governor in a Democratic state, right? for the past year. And he hasn't been able to play football. He hasn't been able to play sports. right? And so she's filing a lawsuit against the governor of Illinois. Sure. And the reasoning is, and this is the line that they're, they're going with, look, College football, they figured out a way to play college football. The NFL figured out a way to play. Why couldn't high school football happen in Illinois? And, of course, the the, the snappy answer in the uh, capitalism-hating Fox News was, well, they're big moneymakers in college and pro, and high school football is not. So they just didn't care about it. So And they went on for, for, for about 10 minutes. With, with this line of thinking. But it was all designed, of course, to paint the evil, autocratic, yeah. Democrat governor. He's pro-suicide. As, He's as, a pro, as as responsible pro for this kid's suicide. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, of course, it's a terrible story. Right. Um, but there may you, have been other factors than him right. just not playing football. Right. I'm just going to go. And, and, and by the way, there are kids across America that are suffering through depression because they're not able to go see their friends and go to school. And I get that. I, I do. And I have sympathy and empathy for those people. But if they're dead from COVID, they can't play football. <laughs> they can't study. They can't hang out with their friends. I'm sorry. And now th- this whole rush to get them back. In, and we're, we're going to have all of these safety. And you're seeing Republicans now who think that public schools are – shitty and can't do anything right. But in this case, they're going to be able to sanitize and make sure the virus doesn't get to children. The previously, these schools could do nothing right. They can't educate our kids. They can't feed our kids. They're just so incompetent. They're so feckless. Well, well there, 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 there's, um, uh, I think, a reasonable argument. And I think the evidence now is, is kind of in across the country that it is true that schools did turn out to be less unsafe than yeah. was initially thought. There's no doubt about it. So, and to continue and finish up the uh, bookend of that story, they're also running hot and heavy. I think the uh, story's even on the, the, the media. I, I don't know, if, uh, but I saw it on Fox, where they've got video of this guy at a school board meeting in Virginia, screaming, just screaming at the school board because he's so frustrated with his, you know, uh, in and out. Or can you decide or not decide? And if you can't figure out how to do it, get out of the way and I'll run for office. Uh, and I, yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I, I feel for everybody, and, and you and I are arguing this from more of a theoretical standpoint because we don't have to deal with it. We don't. But you know, a, but you know you what that you don't, have a, you don't have a kid in the other room. No, I don't. But you, I, I know I happen to be very much fond of someone who does have a child who might have a kid that would want to go back to school, and you know, she's struggling with 
all of the way a lot of parents have. And do you know what that terrible Joe Biden has done? Do you know what that awful son of a bitch Joe Biden has done? He's making it so that schools are going to get cleaning supplies and all sorts of things that they might need to sanitize their schools so that they can reopen. That son of a bitch, that Joe Biden, that socialist sociopath, Joe Biden is making it. He's interfering. Here's the federal government once again interfering in local school systems. And God damn it, I won't have it, Brad. I won't have it for one second. Wait a minute. Since when? Is wiping down stuff. Well, I don't think it's the I think key. It's a, I think it's to, more than that. I mean, I'm telling you that I is. Think it's the, I think it's like barriers, you know, and stuff like that. It's in addition, and it's also the air purifiers and all that. Yeah, okay, that, as long as it's that, it's uh, not just here. I hope we're not going to have sanitation theater. I don't think it's going to be here. Some Lysol go to town. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a you know. Well, you a can't use, the Lysol is being used right now to fight the coronavirus, where <laughs> in the injectable version. I hear you can get six injections now instead of five. <laughs> six injections right of Lysol. Syringe. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. But I, going back to our previous point about taking the minimum wage up to fifteen dollars, one of the great things that Republicans have been able to do is to get middle class and poor people to fight and denigrate poorer people. The, this is what's been happening in America over the past year. Is that oh, we love our essential workers so much. Thank you, the guy who manages the frozen food section at Food Lion and Price Chopper and Meyer and Publix. Thank you so much. We love you. But if you want to make fifteen dollars an hour, fuck you. We hate you so much. That's what they do is they get middle class and poor people to fight with poorer people for wanting 15 bucks an hour. So these are people who have, have for the past year, professed their love for essential workers. Oh, I'm so happy that at my convenience store, I can still go in and get some Skittles. Thank you. And I love you so much for showing up for work. And yet, if you want $15, they treat them like chumps. And this is reminiscent to me of what happened during 9-11. Because we're going up on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Oh, we love our first responders so much. And by God, they went in there. And what happened to those people that we supposedly love so much? We treated them like chumps. When the firefighters got sick and started falling out and dying for cancer, what do they have to do, Brad? They had to go hat in hand to Congress to get the money that they were promised. They were promised that would help help them fight back against cancer and all sorts of diseases that were making them die. Yeah, they, so had eventually, to, uh, they had to enlist John Stewart to. They to, did. They had to shame Congress, and you know how it is to make those people feel shame. It's very difficult. So these people, these essential workers, they used to be our heroes, but now they're just assholes for wanting 15 bucks an hour. And these people on 9-11 who rushed into these buildings, they were our heroes. But, oh, if they want some money, I don't know. I'm not really sure that we can come up with that cash, which we promised them for doing their jobs and going above and beyond their jobs. Eventually, those heroes end up being chumps in the end. We, we we gave you a bonus of four hundred dollars back in May. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. What, what, what about that? As we finish up our our week, would you like to address the reeducation camps? That this is the the great fear, and 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 again, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. When they talk when, about when the are we Biden, when are we scheduled to go? When are we going to go? It's, <laughs> this is what Joe Biden is going to do to conservatives across America. There, there's going to be reeducation. That that's their key phrase, and you again hear this a lot on Fox wait, and on all wait, the way. Wait, wait, wait a second. Yeah, um, he's not going to do that. The the Obama reeducation camps are up and running fine. Well, we don't need any new ones. This is where we're going to turn the FEMA death camps. Hmm. You remember this? This was happening. This was part of the the FEMA death camps from '09 and '10. They're going to just be turned into Joe Biden uh, reeducation camps. Well, I, I, I think just let's just, just put it in in the the, uh, the the gigantic hopper of idiocy of conspiracy theories, because uh, this would justify you uh, strapping on your military gear that you uh, bought online. You live in Missouri and you got in a car and you drove to Washington because you're not going to be in no re-education camp yeah, yeah exactly that's what the commies used to do and exactly and, and i guess if if you live in some kind of narrow world let's say you're on a reddit page uh that was devoted to uh joe biden conspiracy theories and you started to believe that um the way you think and the things you say are in the process of being made illegal 
and could get you arrested for just having the thought you could lose your job. You could, right? All kinds of terrible things. If you just say the wrong thing, well, then it's time to take up arms to defend our way of life. Right. I I think that's really what it is. By the way, taking up arms and defending our way of life means killing Mike Pence. Apparently, that's that's the number. That was the number one way to defend our way of life is we have to murder Mike Pence. Who's okay with it? Who 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 just let it go? Britt, no, nobody can clean their plate perfectly. There are sometimes things that get tossed out that you might not have initially intended. But uh, when when Mike Pence refused to do the right thing and try to blow up the Electoral College vote, which he had no power to do, which he couldn't do, which he could have never done. But these folks were told that that on that day, on the uh, 6th of January, it was all going to happen. Mike Pence was going to just just stop the music, just just stop everything. It was going to be like that uh, end of the Academy Awards a few years ago when they opened the envelope and it said something different. It was the wrong winner, right? It was the wrong winner. But but they corrected within a minute. And uh, was it Moonlight got the, the yeah. uh, Oscar instead of, uh, was it L.A.? Uh, LA, whatever the fuck LA that movie Story, was, whatever with, the thing was, with yeah. uh, Emma Stone and and uh, Ryan, uh, whatever his name was, yeah, that, Ryan Gosling, yeah, yeah, that one. He's handsome. Um, but I, I, I guess if if you inhabit that world, our our job is to try to figure out uh, is there any way to, to to poke through this? And I think there's pretty much general consensus right now that y- you shouldn't even try. That you, you you can't do it. This isn't about you sitting down with. Uh, I'll just pick someone out of the left, your brother, and, and saying <laughs> truthful things about the reality of the world, and expecting yeah. that person to immediately renounce every thought that they have had um, about who is the legal president of the United States right now. All right. It's it is Joe Biden. It's not it Donald Trump, and it was not going to be Donald Trump. By we knew that by about uh, November sixth, right? Took about two days, two three days, and 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 that was it, and it was not going to change. And um, I guess if you've had that shit poured into your head all these weeks and months and now years, uh, you're not going to give it up. And since the Republican Party now, it looks like, for the most part, has said we can't give you up. Never going to give you up, Donald Trump. And here's our Rick Astley. Right. But it, didn't it look like a couple of weeks ago that, that McConnell was kind of wavering? At, it was bullshit. Was, like, I was always bullshit. Was was it, didn't, it all, didn't it look like there was a sober, like, I think for the survival of the Republican Party, we're going to have to distance well, ourselves from this guy. Did, you know what he did? He He put out the idea to see whether anybody would follow along. And the answer is they're all afraid. No dance partners in, in the end, in the end, it's down to this. I would rather hold on to my job as a Senator or as a Congressman. Can't remember who, who it was that, that, that said this in the last few days for so many of these people. And we don't think about this all that much for, for many of these people in Congress, it is their entire life. It's yeah. everything. That's all that matters to them. And so, therefore, they will do anything, including right. sacrifice 230 years of democracy in yeah. the United States in order to hold on to a congressional seat in what, a, a rubber stamp dictatorship where Donald Trump is reinstalled illegally as president really is that is that what you want are you willing to accept that apparently they are and and so therefore i don't know how you have that conversation i I don't know how you do it and um you know the, the time between now and the beginning of the impeachment trial it's a pretty dangerous time I mean, look, the the intelligence agencies didn't put out this warning in the last uh, 36 hours about look, look out below. They're still plotting and scheming 
and 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 uh, they want to pull something off because remember, maybe from your point of view or, or my point of view, that was not a very successful coup, and the government of the United States was not overthrown. And members, enough. <laughs> mem- mem- and wait, and members of of the government were not killed. Only only what six people, or is it up to seven now? Of a second police officer yeah. that. Uh, that committed suicide. Maybe he can blame the governor of, uh, of, of Illinois yeah. for that one too. If there would have just um, been football available to him, he right. would have been perfectly okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, but uh, these folks look at it as a victory. These people look at this as the, the opening salvo. These people look at this as, as just uh, you know, that was just the, the first drive of a football game. Mm-hmm. First drive. And there's still uh, 13 minutes and, and 40 seconds left in the first quarter. That's what somebody, said, that's what somebody says. If you're if you're not punished for like a, a coup or for armed insurrection, right. then it, be, it becomes a practice or it becomes like a test run. It, it isn't even it, it, it's that, but it, it's also proof that you can do this. Yeah, and the consequences will be minimal. And right. uh, you know, as as more people are arrested and we find out the biographies of more of these people, the less it is of just, you know, mouth breathing, uh, white guys in the basement. That's right. Uh, and they would have been better off sitting in front of their computer, trying to make money in the stock market. than well, doing it turns that. Out, that, that. That's how you bring a full circle right there. Right, 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 right. But, but it didn't happen. So I, you know, I, I guess the only good thing now is, at a cost, at a high cost of, of, of six or seven lives and a lot of injuries, a lot of serious injuries there too, brain injuries. And, and how could there not be a lot of brain injuries? Like that guy that got squeezed up against the door. I don't know how he's still walking. I don't know how he's still alive after that happened to you. I mean, that's, that's, that, that, that's the equivalent of, of every bad concert stampede you've ever heard of. That's true. And, and, and there it was. And, and these people were doing it on purpose, okay? Absolutely. It, it wasn't. They weren't trying to escape anything. Um, but uh, you you, you got to think that they're plotting and, and, and scheming and, and still planning. But we're finding out who they are, and we have way too many members of the military who have uh, turned out to uh, not want to uphold the oath they took to the Constitution of the United States when they first joined the service that didn't mean anything to them uh and we're in a heap of trouble i think we're in a big big heap of of trouble here and uh sadly we have a a horrible horrible example of useless protoplasm hanging out in palm beach florida just waiting and uh they fly down there now kevin mccarthy flies down there to to kiss oh, the man. ring and it's pay hard, tribute and let him know that they're all still Trumpers. We're all mm-hmm. still on your side, sir. Jeez. And what else is he going to be saying to him? What know. else? Why else would you fly down? And, of course, as, as always, it's a power move, right, for you to go to him. That's the ultimate Donald Trump power. Of course power it move, is. Right? Of course yeah. it is. And, and, and because, you know, last time I checked, he is free to travel about the country. He yeah. does not have to stay where he is that's right um, but he doesn't have the cool plane to fly on anymore and that was really the whole idea now he's just got to fly on like now, a regular now plane. he's back yeah. to that he's got that old hugh hefner plane right isn't that the Ooh, one that he had? Yeah. isn't that the one that he he that's bought and repainted good. it you want yeah. the big penis to fly around the country and he doesn't have that anymore it's not the same yeah. brad brad and brit.com